This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Adrian Hernandez, the best bilingual advisor servicing clients in Arizona and California. You guys, I want you all to stop thinking that you can't afford to purchase a home just because you don't have 20% cash in hand. You're completely wrong. I used to be wrong too, but I worked with Adrian Hernandez, the best bilingual advisor, and got a firsthand look at the number one home purchase experience. Stop paying rent and putting equity into someone else's home for once. I worked with Adrian to get my loan approved, get assistance for down payment and closing costs, and ultimately get into my dream home. So now I get to be a homeowner and still eat my avocado toast. Find him on Instagram, best bilingual advisor, and get the number one home purchase experience for yourself. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Hayden. You can call me Darlizzle. Darlizzle versus the World is a weekly podcast in which me and my listeners will battle out in a weekly poll of random topics ranging from what some might think is completely useless and some more serious topics that require a little bit of thought and conversation. Each episode, I'll pull my listeners to pick one side and one side only. Seriously, just follow the rules for once. We'll review the topic, give some background and interesting fun facts about each opposing side, and then we'll share the results of the poll and then talk about my thoughts too. That requires some help from you guys, so I highly encourage feedback. But here's the thing. Don't be dicks to each other on the internet for no reason. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. Just like assholes, everyone's got one. You don't have to enjoy everyone's asshole, but just respect that everybody has one, okay? By the way, you guys, I'm not a professional by any means in any particular topic. I'm reading everything on the internet just like you guys are. So the purpose of the podcast is to have fun. Talk about fun shit, generate some thought-provoking conversation through useless information and storytelling. So let's get on with the motherfucking show. All right, everybody, for this episode, I asked... Have you ever been a victim of sexual assault? Now, I want to state the obvious because based off of the fucked up statistics of sexual violence today, I want to make it very clear. It's not okay to touch other people without their consent. Ever. It's not okay if it's non-sexual to touch people without their consent. It's especially not okay to touch people sexually in any sexual fucking manner for your own pleasure without their fucking consent. Please understand that. I shouldn't have <laughs> I shouldn't have to explain that. But apparently some of these fucking crazy people don't understand that it's not okay. And I have to make sure that everybody understands that. So just so everyone's clear on the definition of sexual assault, this is what Wikipedia defines. Sexual assault is an act in which a person intentionally sexually touches another person without that person's consent or coerces or physically forces a person to engage in a sexual act against their will. So it's a form of sexual violence which includes rape, groping, child sexual abuse, or the torture of a person in a sexual manner. Y'all. How fucked up is this? Seriously, if you don't understand how important it is to understand what sexual violence or sexual assault means, you're not in the realm of reality. So I worried when I used the term sexual assault that people might not understand exactly what they mean. 
what I mean. I'm sorry. Um, I think when I say sexual assault, some people understand that as just rape or something a bit more on the extreme end, not someone grabs my ass without me giving them consent. If somebody grabs me on my ass, my boob, in any sexual way for their own sexual pleasure without my consent, that's sexual assault. Just don't fucking touch people. Like, and especially me. God, I don't seem like somebody that wants to ever be touched by random fucking people. Like, it's insane. I can't even believe people still do this. But anyway, um, so yeah, if somebody grabs your ass without your consent, that's sexual assault. If someone forces you to perform a sexual act, that's sexual assault. Um, a little advice for any dudes thinking about sending unwanted or unsolicited dick pics. Surprise, bitch. Nobody wants to fucking see that. In fact, it's actually considered a form of sexual assault because surprise, surprise, no one consented. You're exposing your genitals to somebody that never asked for it. Uh, So think about that next time you want to be a fucking creep. And I hope anybody that is my listener is not that much of a fucking creep. Okay, don't send unwanted dick pictures. Um, I mean, I don't know what the percentage of actual asked and wanted dick pics is. Girls, if that's your fucking thing or dudes, if that's your fucking thing. Okay, but like, please. Um, Yeah. Dick pic. I, I can't even believe. I've, I'm fortunate enough to have never had to experience any type of dick pic in my life. But uh, for any of the horror stories that I hear for all of my single friends, it's, it's very disappointing. Um, a dick pic is like as unwanted as me wanting a homeless man to spit my food. Nobody wants that. Nobody ever wants that. Nobody ever asked for it. But like, wow, pretty fucking disgusting. Um, I can't imagine what the dating scene is like. So I just imagine like a general conversation starting off. Hey, so what do you do for a living? Dick pic. Boom. Check your inbox. All right. Perfect. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, I feel like the dick pic is the new form of revving your 1995 Honda Civic super loud unnecessarily. Like girls aren't into it. Please stop. It's inappropriate. It's fucking disgusting. Anyways, uh, going back to the definitions and the different forms, just want to also point out sexual abuse against children is the one thing that I absolutely have no sympathy for. And I feel like a lot of people can get behind me on this, but I'm all about the death penalty for anybody that sexually abuses a fucking child. I feel like there is nothing that you can do for these people Um It's insane that this is even a thing because you talk about sexual abuse against children. I mean, people are sexually abusing children that are fucking babies. So imagine how helpless these poor children are and their lives are completely fucked up because of some psychopath that can't keep his fucking hands to himself or keep his own dick in his pants. It's insane. Please, just fucking kill all these people. Um, But anyway, sexual abuse against a child, this includes exposing their genitals to children, gross, displaying pornographic material to children, what the fuck, and any type of physical contact with a child. So again, there's no need for any of that trash on this earth. I'm 100% pro-death penalty or even like 100% 
vigilante justice. Like I hear it doesn't work out well for them once they get to prison anyway. So I guess those issues fix themselves. Um, Anyways, here's a few statistics regarding sexual assault. It's an estimated that every 92 seconds an American is sexually assaulted. On average, there's over 300,000 victims of rape and sexual assault, and that's age 12 or older, in the U.S. every year. 99% of perpetrators of sexual violence will walk free, and teens are at the most risk. Girls and women between the ages of 16 and 19 are four times more likely than girls and women in any other age group to be assaulted or raped. How fucked up is that? 16 to 19 years old. You have to worry about women being assaulted and fucking raped. Acquaintances of rape are a pretty serious thing. Eight out of ten rapes are committed by somebody the victim knows. Um, according to Rain, that's the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, this can be a relative, former spouse, teacher, religious leader, school, work colleague, or somebody that you used to date, or just an acquaintance, just somebody you know. So it's pretty crazy to think. I think the fear of any type of violence or sexual assault as a woman, it's always been portrayed that I'm going to be walking alone in a dark alley, and I'm going to be sexually assaulted. And I'll tell you by personal experience, it is 100% not the truth. While there are things that you do have to worry, you always want to be able to be concerned and worry about your um, overall safety, but the acquaintance piece is 100% truth. And I've had the unfortunate experience of being sexually assaulted by a family member um, and I can't tell you how bad it fucks up your relationships in the future. It fucks up your trust. It will fuck you up for the rest of your life. I'll be very honest. Um, I feel my experience was so in line with all of these statistics that I just read off. So I was between 16, 17 years old. Um, We were having a party at my parents' house and it was, you know, it was kind of just, just like a family gathering of some sort, but I was sexually assaulted by somebody who I consider an uncle. So with the Laotian culture, anybody that is in some form of your family, whether it's by blood or close family friends, you just always end up considering them an uncle, whether there is a blood connection or not. But um, this particular piece of shit, is who I consider an uncle Um, and he was handing me alcoholic drinks throughout the night and I'm 16 or 17 and I'm like oh my god this is this is awesome so it's really fucked up because what happened was he put me into a very vulnerable state that already kind of one put me out of my normal state of thinking and two put me in a position where I felt like I was probably afraid to step up and say something because I was already doing something wrong. So essentially everybody's kind of sitting around a table and he's handing me these drinks of whatever alcohol. I mean, it's probably something like ridiculous, like wine coolers or something. Um, But essentially after a few drinks, he kind of reached over and started touching my breast and I will 
never forget the fucked up feeling of being completely powerless, not knowing what to say, feeling embarrassed, scared. Um, And this is happening in my own home, you guys. In my own fucking home, the place that I slept every day. It's where my parents lived. It's where my sister lived. So you can only imagine what that removal of power or any confidence feels like in your own home and with somebody that you consider family and somebody that you trust. So thankfully, I had an aunt that noticed immediately and was able to remove me from the situation. But I just didn't have much empathy from my family Um, Because in their eyes, their opinion, they didn't understand sexual assault. They just kind of brushed it off as, oh, he drinks a lot. He does that. It is what it is. And I'll tell you, it's not fucking okay. It's not okay. It's not good to just make excuses for people that do that. It's fucking insane. And especially since I grew up in, you know, grew up in an Asian culture, um, it's very standard and it's very typical that the women and the children are forced to be submissive. That's just the expectation. And that's 100% why I felt I've always been the black sheep of my family. Um, even to this day, it's fucked me up for a really long time. Um, I've thankfully, I've been able to get beyond it holding me back in any type of healthy relationship romantically or anything like that but from a trust perspective and the relationship I have with some of my family it's it's really forced me to think about the people that I want to keep in my life and the people that I refuse um, to let in because I feel like once you fucking give an inch they take a fucking mile and it's it's crazy from there so Um, I just wanted to share my personal story to let people know it's not okay. It's fucked up and it does happen. But I just hope that even if you're somebody that's never experienced it, um, you have to consider what it does to other people and how it affects everyone. Um, So anyways, we've all heard about the Me Too movement. This is a movement that started in 2017 after the allegations against Harvey Weinstein in the whole Hollywood scene kind of popped up. Women and some men started using the hashtag Me Too to start giving people a sense of the magnitude of the problem. Um, Everybody went to Twitter, social media, used the hashtag to give themselves a voice um, and the the rise of this movement was incredible seeing everyone that was willing to just simply put a hashtag to whatever their story was. You don't even have to tell your story for um, somebody to understand that you've gone through some type of sexual trauma. Um, Alyssa Milano, I believe, was a huge advocate of the movement at the time. So while much of the Me Too movement was to bring spotlight to the victims of sexual assault and abuse, especially in the workplace, um, there naturally was criticism by a lot of people, especially men, of that movement. It's a time where more people are worried about how their actions are going to be construed with women. I, I, I have to admit, I do understand that men do have to be more mindful about their intentions and their attempts within romantic relationships, especially when we look at people using Tinder and whatever else. Um, Relationships and meeting people, we have such access to meeting more people 
but I feel like the value of getting to know people and the value of relationships nowadays is just not as much there because we're meeting such an abundance of people through social media and these dating apps. So I find that a little bit interesting. So uh, while I do agree with any popular movement in the media, you're going to have that percentage that takes it to the extreme. So I think it's important for any type of romantic relationship, any time of intimacy, it's important that everyone understands the need to communicate their intention. So following this Me Too, Me Too movement, um, it is 100% important to make sure that when we're engaging in any type of relationship that we over-communicate. I think over-communicating is better than not communicating at all. The actions have to mirror whatever you discuss with a partner. I mean, you would think that that's a no-fucking-brainer, but apparently that's not the case. Um, I don't agree with women that like to play the whole hard-to-get game. I think it's bullshit. I think it's unfair. I think women like to play that card and it puts them on this fucking princess queen pedestal and I think it's completely unfair um guys no disrespect but you guys have no clue what's already going on in the first place um love my husband sometimes I'm just like dude you're you are not listening or you have no idea what's going on and I think that's just the way communication works between men and women. So uh, what I've found is being direct and being able to communicate is what really keeps my marriage in line. We over communicate about some of the simplest things, but you just can't assume, especially new partners that you're meeting, talking to, engaging in any type of romantic relationship. There's no way that you can expect that they're mind readers and know what you're talking about. So when we're talking about sexual relationships, it is very important to be very upfront with each other about what your intentions are, what you're willing and not willing to do in the rise of this Me Too movement and understanding the responsibility of everyone when it comes to sexual assault and sexual violence. Just fucking talk to each other. You're already fucking talk. You're already probably sharing each other's dick pics, pussy pics, whatever. Why don't you open up and have a real conversation to make sure you guys are on the same page? Jesus Christ. Um, and for people that are like me raising children, I think I think it's especially important to make sure that children understand what consent means at an early age. No fucking means no, whether that's from a disciplinary perspective or how they're playing with classmates and and friends is important for them to understand. If somebody fucking says no, that means you stop. I, I have such a problem with parents that let their kids fucking do whatever the fuck they want. What I feel like they're doing is raising the problem. If you as a parent can't say no to your child and give them the understanding that no means no, then you are 100% of the problem with what we see today in sexual violence, sexual assault, any type of violence. That's what the problem is. And I know that that's a big parenting um, movement these days is I don't know what the I don't know what the specific term is but there are parents that believe in not saying no to their children instead of saying no they give their children better options or kind of direct their behaviors elsewhere but this is such a basic human 
requirement is you need to fucking understand what no means. So, you know, when your little fucking kid has never heard no in their entire life and then you grow up not understanding that no means no, you get a bunch of fucking Brock Turners or whatever the definition of rapist is now. Um, That's the problem that I fucking see is you just have to fucking have the balls to get children at an early age to understand what no means. It doesn't have to be negative, but no has a direct understanding and they need to be able to know what that means. Um, Unfortunately for this episode, you guys, the clear winner is team victim. anyone's been lucky enough to not be a victim of any sexual violence I honestly hope you never do but going forward I think what everyone can do is make sure to step in if you see something don't be a fucking creep and be the one sexually assaulting people I mean if you are please just stop following the podcast just please um Anyways, I just think it's very important to, one, support others when they experience some type of sexual trauma. Be there. Be a good partner. Be a good friend. Be a good family member. Make sure you're raising children to understand the meaning of consent early on. And just in general, don't be a piece of shit. Don't go out sexually assaulting people. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's the episode. Be sure to check Instagram on Wednesdays for the next episode's poll. If you like what you heard, share me on social media, support me on Patreon, and please leave a review on iTunes. Unless it's negative, then you can obviously go fuck yourself. Anyways, thanks guys for listening. Bye.